Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 122. It's Christmas! One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with light. Purple, green, brilliant, yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy, howdy, howdy do who fans. Hope you've all had a cracking week in this festive yuletide period it is the season and all that it is i suppose <laughs> sound like willow the wisp it's all the grinches oh, out there doily word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the grinches out there i hope you've got a little bit of a smile on your face i know christmas mm. is just around the corner it will all yes. be over soon mm. <laughs> <laughs> but we love christmas here on the show Especially yeah. Adam, because he's looking... You can't see him, but I can see him over Skype, and he's looking extremely Christmassy. He's got a proper Santa hat on, he's Doctor Who Christmas jumper, the whole lot. Oh, shebang. Well, I felt very underdressed last week when you had your Christmas jumper on, so I thought, right, I better dig mine out uh, this week. <laughs> and uh, and it just happened to have a Christmas hat by the side of it, so I've, I've put the whole lot on. So he acts am, like it's all by hot. accident. He acts <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I just found this. Yeah, it's about, happened but to be lying around the TARDIS uh, wardrobe. He's had this plan for days, <laughs> this look. But I am baking hot, because <laughs> I can't get the hat off, because I've got my headphones over it, so it's, quite, it's on for the duration. So uh, The yeah. struggle is real. Yeah, didn't think it through. <laughs> Doing a podcast in a Santa hat it has its implications, it let is. me tell you. Yeah. Still no TARDIS under the tree, I shall be sorting that out this afternoon. Uh, okay. Yeah, because it's, uh, like I said, it's creeping up, isn't it? We've got, well, actually, by the time the podcast goes out, which will be Friday, we'll be we'll be nearly at Christmas Eve. So, yeah, this, this is the Wednesday, so I've still got a couple of days to get my act together. But, um, yeah, I am I have got a smile on my face. I am feeling festive. Good, I'm good. feeling ready for some superhero action uh, <laughs> over Christmas. I'm, I'm ready for the special. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more festive now. Good stuff. And then, like you said, and then it's all over and we're into the new year. Yeah, crack on with 2017. I'll tell you what, mate. I hope it's. Uh, I hope we have a a better year than 2016 with um, some of the things that happened in the world this year. It has been a funny old year, hasn't we it? We lost a lot of good celebs. We did. We lost my favourite musician, Prince. Oh, I'm man. like massive Prince fan. He's been a massive part of my life. And uh, yeah, we lost him this year. So I know it's been a funny old year. Yeah, has, hasn't it? Mm. That's been a funny one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a slightly different show this week because uh, we're not going to do a show next week because we're taking a week off um, because it's Christmas period and New Year and we're doing stuff and I'm away and all that stuff. So uh, you'll hear from us very briefly next week, but we're not doing a full on show. Yeah. So this week we thought that we would ditch the news and merch 
we're going to leave the Daleks outside. In the in cold. The, in the cold, <laughs> in the rain. Uh, in really, there's not much news anyway, is there? I haven't seen much. Yeah, nothing is there. No. Not really. Uh, I saw a couple of cool merch items earlier in the week. I saw one re- a really cool thing earlier. You know, um, it reminded me of something that my son's got. You know Minecraft? Yeah, The yeah. game. You know, one of the most popular... I don't really play it. I haven't played it in a long time. But you know the uh, the little torches in the game that you just sort of throw around to create your light source and stuff? And when you yeah. throw them on the wall, they sort of stick out at 45 degrees. Yeah. Um, well, my son's got an actual Minecraft lamp. And it's, it it fixes to a screw on the wall, and it comes out at forty five degrees. I oh, saw wow. uh, I saw a Tardis wall light earlier. Oh, uh, the guys over at you know the American um, uh, company uh, Think Geek. Yeah, yeah, you know, those guys. Them, yeah, I saw it on their website. It's really good. It looks like the Tardis is coming out of the wall at, at sort of an angle, and it lights up. It's got the the windows. It's got a light inside, so the yeah. windows light up, and there's a little blue LED inside the top. Uh, light as well so that looks amazing i'm hoping at some point it's going to come over to the uk because if memory serves when i ordered a couple of bits from think geek a while ago this was a long while ago i think the shipping tax and so on was almost as much as the items themselves oh is it yeah i think so so hopefully it's going to come to the uk because that would look awesome just sticking on the side of my bookcase by my bed yeah, I love the sound of that. It does sound really cool. Little reading light, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that says so. Yeah, I've never ordered from that company, but I have heard of them, um, and I have seen a lot of things um, on that brilliant Doc Two merchandise site that we both look at. Mm. Um, and I always think, oh, that looks good, and then I see it's from them and think, oh, but that's America only. I think the trading cards they might have had or something recently that I wanted to order, but yeah, I've never ordered from them because of the import tax or whatever it is the, is the extra you have to pay mm. 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 but that does sound good so you reckon you might get that i think i was well if i can find it somewhere in the uk yeah. then yes i would assume that one of the forbidden planets will get it sort of middle right. of next year yeah yeah hopefully yeah something like that oh, that sounds good more merch more <laughs> merch to spend money see we're not even into 2017 and we're planning <laughs> what we're going to blow the cash on I know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So that looks cool. And other than that, I haven't really seen anything uh, uh, worthwhile to talk about, I don't think. Um, we spoke about the amazing uh, all wooden TARDIS desk tidy last week. Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 I didn't put it on my Christmas list, actually. I forgot. It was one of those things. Um, you can never, when people ask you what you want for Christmas, I don't know if you get this, because my mum will always say, What do you want for Christmas this year, Ad? I can never think of anything at the time. And then I come home and look on the internet and I always find loads and loads of stuff. <laughs> a lot of the stuff I want is on, on eBay, though, which is annoying. I picked up a few little bits. Um, I got the Tom Baker theme, the seven-inch theme this week. Oh, right. Because um, I, I don't know why, but I, I used to have them. Um, but I haven't got them anymore. I, I think I was, you know, I was really young when, when I used to buy the Dot Two stuff. So I, they've just got lost over time. Right. And um, so I've been trying to get them all because I've got the Davison one, the Davison cover, um, and someone was selling the Tom Baker one, and it had no bids. So I, I put a bid in. Uh, I think it was like a fiver, and then all of a sudden it kept shooting up in the last minute, <laughs> and I'd set myself a price of eight pounds. But you know what it's like. Dangerous, I was like, no, I really want that Teeth and Curls cover. I'm going to get it. <laughs> so I went to ten ten pound fifty, um, and and got it. And it arrived yesterday. I'm so glad. I'm actually really pleased with it as well. I was, I was a bit sort of, 
you know when you finish bidding and you think oh i went over what i said i was gonna i don't know if i should have done that oh yeah but it arrived yeah. yesterday and i was pretty pleased with it so i've got the davison and the baker themes now with their nice picture covers excellent but i need to get there's a colin baker one which um i can't seem to find so that's next on my list so i've got to get them all and i think there might even be a really old old one with like a tardis cover as well so I'm, that's my my latest thing okay. speaking up vinyls <laughs> speaking of yeah so this is the thing it never ends it does never end. It's no. a never-ending thing with uh, Doctor Who. I mean, it's the same with many franchises, but Doctor Who in particular, because it's such, uh, it's got so much history, and we've got new Who to look forward to. And there's so much, you know, as we, as we all know, there's so much within the universe of Doctor Who and so on. The world of Doctor Who merch is just, you know, it's a constantly churning machine. Yes. Well, it, I, in the nicest way, next year I'm hoping I'm hoping we get some good stuff. But I'm also hoping we don't get as much because um, I don't need any more temptation. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I'm, I'm kind of right. like I really. Next year I've decided I really want to concentrate on just getting. I'm going to try and be sort of more reserved. So I really want to get a couple of the Robert Harrow because I've been on about those for ages. So I'm thinking they're quite expensive, or well, they're mid-range, aren't they? They're not horrendous, but they're. You know, they're affordable, but they're still a, a good chunky price. So I'm thinking, yeah, going to get a couple of those. Hopefully there won't be anything else to tempt me. Um, <laughs> and uh, possibly Big Harrop. Um, <laughs> Big Harrop. <laughs> Robert Harrop and Big Finish, I think, are the two things I'm going to concentrate on next year. Yeah, cool. So yeah, That's what I decided. But I'm sure there'll be lots of other stuff to tempt me in between. But Well, yeah, yeah I was thinking along the same lines, mate. I think next year I'm going to try and go for... Uh, sort of quality over quantity, I think. That's it. That's not, what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Not to say that I've bought, you know, a, a, you know, a bunch of cheap tat. It's not, it's not that bad. But I think I will try and go for some, like the Robert Harrop stuff. I want to yeah. try and get a few more of those figures, and uh, yet yeah, big finish as well. I want to try and pick up a lot of the box sets that I missed uh, over this year. Yeah. Um, but I know that, that plan is going to go out the window because I know that I'll go into the Who shop in London and in Forbidden Planet, and it'll be game over. So I'll come out of there with like, you know, 100 quid's worth of stuff, and I think, you know, did I need to buy that? Probably exactly, not. Exactly, yeah. Probably not, but I bought it anyway, so yeah. So screw it. <laughs> That's what Just happens, get isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that thing of thinking, I'm going into New Year, got a new plan, the new me and all that, and it goes out the window within 10 seconds of going in Forbidden Planet or the Who shop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. In terms of tat, I think the one thing that I bought that could be considered tat, I suppose... Uh, is my um, 11th Doctor's TARDIS bottle opener. Oh, right. <laughs> which is awesome, because every time that you do open, you know, you get the little TARDIS sound effect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some might consider that tat, I suppose, along with the, tar the 11th Doctor's uh, sonic pizza cutter. You know, the barbecue tongs as well. Yes. I don't yeah, own those. I only own the bottle opener. But you had your eye on the tongs, didn't you? The well, only because they made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I ever considered actually buying them. Um, I don't think we ever we have a barbecue, but uh, we only break it out once every ten years. So I don't think they'd get used <laughs> very much. Um, yeah, no, there isn't. I was thinking the other day there isn't. Thankfully, there isn't that much at the minute. I no, really, no. really need. I'm like you because it's starting to get a little bit um, excessive now. So I was thinking, right, I need to really tone this down to what 
the bits of merch that I dare I say really need. Is there anything you really need? But you know what I mean. Rather yeah, than just yeah. buying everything left, right, and center, like I do have a tendency to buy any figure that comes out and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and there's only three coming out next year, isn't there? There's only three figures, and I think they're all variants. There's like a tenth Doctor with a that's right black yep. suit, and then there's two Capaldi variants, isn't there? So that's it. Um, unless unless any more comes out. So so that's yeah. I'm kind of glad about that though. That's Just it. thinking, well, that's good. That's only three figures I've got to buy next year. Yeah, when we speak to you guys, sort of a, th- a third into next year, when we speak to yeah. you in March, April, we can I can assure you right now that this conversation will be discarded and thrown irrelevant. In the bin. Of course, yeah, it will, yeah. won't it? Yep, irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant. So, looking forward. To, um, so, like I said earlier, we're not going to do a usual show. We're still going to do our review of our yes, amazing Christmas special. We've had quite a lot of feedback for this one, and I, I felt we probably would. Yes. Well, we have had quite a lot, haven't we? We have, which is good. Yeah. Before we do that, we're going to do a year in review, just very quickly, because it has been an interesting year for Doctor Who in general. It has, considering it's not been on the on the screen. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That it has my, been an interesting year. That was my first point to bring up, is that we've mm. had a whole year, pretty much. It has been over a year, hasn't it, of no yeah. new... Doctor Who. Yeah, because we were saying, weren't we, that it was like when it was announced, we were thinking, wow, there's no Doctor Who next year. So it has been well over a year. Yeah, it's hard to believe that's gone so quick, but it has. That has flown by. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's not like when we've had breaks before, because we had that silly mid, we did that American oh, thing, didn't the, we? The with two breaking into two parts thingy. Yeah, no disrespect to the, I didn't mean that to sound like, oh, we did the American thing. You know, no disrespect mm-hmm. to our American friends. What I mean is it's very popular for American shows to do like a mid-season, have a mid-season finale, a little break, and then do the, the second half and have another yeah. finale. So we did that almost, didn't we? With, what was it, Series 7? Series 7, yeah. 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 So we've had that before where we've had a bit of a break, but we've not had a whole year, over a year's gap, have we, since it came back in? Not, no, no, not, at all, not this long. No, when, no, what, not a year. It was um, Series 7. Oh, what about when you making me think now? Yeah. We know when David Tennant left and we had those four specials that went out over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah. So after his last special, when he left, how long was it before, when... Before Matt Smith came in, no, that wasn't a year, was it? It wouldn't have been a year, but no. I think it might have been a bit of a gap. Yeah, there was a, there was a gap, but I think this is the longest we've had since two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, I believe I could be wrong, but I think so. So it has been interesting, and you and I had that very quick conversation, didn't we? And said, "Well, oh, we're going to be all right. I mean, what we're going to what we're going to talk about for a year?" Mm-hmm. But fortunately, the world of Doctor Who has just it's just really sort of saved us. In a way, it's mm. very different. I mean, I remember when, uh, if we talk about another franchise, if we talk about Star Wars, before Return of the Jedi, we had that huge gap before episode one, known as the Dark Times. <laughs> there was very little going on. We had to rely on like uh, novels and uh, a, a couple of video games and, and stuff like that. There really wasn't much going on. But in terms of Doctor Who, over the last year, we've had loads of comics so titan comics have brought us loads of i mean initially it was just meant to be i think it was um nine ten and eleven uh doctors yeah and then a twelfth one a bit later on then they announced the war doctor one then 
shortly after that, we had all the classic Doctors coming back in comic form as well. So we've had um, Third Doctor, we've had Fourth, fourth doctor. doctor, we've had McGann. I really like the Third Doctor one, actually. Oh, you like, like that one? Out yeah. of, yes, I really did, I think, because out of all the all the classics they've done, um, that one's just been superb. And that's quite that's the most recent one, I think. So, yeah, yeah, really like that. I mean, they've all been good. I think the Eighth Doctor ones were a bit hit and miss. But, yeah, the Third Doctor comics have been excellent. Yeah, the Fourth Doctor one was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, they were good. So we've had bucket loads of comics. We've had loads of books out this year. Yeah. Quite a few Doctor Who uh, books out as well, which is good. Uh, we've had our spin-off show, Class. To, uh, <laughs> we've had spin-off to keep us entertained. I can't really say that it entertained us in a typical Doctor Who fashion because uh, I used a term very loosely that it's set in the Doctor Who universe. Mm-hmm. It um, filled a gap. But it filled a gap, so we had a bit of class. And then Big Finish, as usual, just mm. gave us a... Sh- ton load of uh, amazing stories as usual yeah where do they find the time because they've like yeah. they are doing so much now like so many different um ranges it's it's actually really hard to keep up with like you know um but they are they are knocking out of the park big finish i was gonna say i looked at looked on the site the other day to see what i needed to catch up on because i know i've missed a few mm-hmm. and they started doing these like third doctor adventures and first doctor adventures and i think the second doctor adventures as well which i've totally missed out on those ranges i, I don't know who does the voices or anything so that's they're already on like disc uh stories four and three and four and yeah yeah they've really been plowing it out some great stuff though um you know the the uh, doom coalition and all that mm-hmm. that's all coming to a conclusion that's been good and uh the classic let's get it right the classic doctor's new monster set was fun you got it right um, yes it well right. it's yeah. christmas um <laughs> uh the 10th doctor one we both enjoyed it i mean i wouldn't say it's like the the most classic stories they've ever done but it was a good enjoyable set wasn't it that one really enjoyable yeah. and Tate. that was that was really good they're fun. great together aren't they Yep. They are. In fact, I was listening to the Big Finish podcast yesterday um, and somebody said, when are you going to do some more of those guys? And Nick Briggs kind of skirted around the issue and said, well, look, it comes down to this. <laughs> we want to do it, ready to do it. We just need to get them because they're busy guys. So I think that will happen, um, but I'm not sure when. Yeah, because they, they they had to postpone it for, I think it was nearly a year, wasn't it? Because they, they're so busy. So busy, yeah. They they did have a slot, and then one of them had to do something, and then it was literally, I think it was like 11 months, something like that, before they were free again to do it. So they had to, like, you know, pencil it in, like, we've got to do it at that time. So I can't imagine that's going to be a regular thing with them two, because they are so busy. But I would say we'd get at least another one. Oh, I hope so. I'd I like would to think say. so. Mm. Maybe when Tennant's finished filming Broadchurch, he's, I think that's what he's doing at the minute, isn't it? Another Broadchurch? Uh, DuckTales. He's Scrooge McDuck. Is he? Yeah, he's the new Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> he's so busy, though. He's always doing voiceover work. and Yeah. And Catherine Tate's obviously very busy. Her tour is still going. I think she's touring until some point in the new year. Yeah, you went to the tour, didn't you? Did, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed it. Very kind. Mm. Very funny. So they are really busy. Yeah. yeah the war doctor stuff's been good as well though and i think we're on what are we on now we're on three are out and i think four's out early next year is that right yeah Something again like it's so hard yep. to keep track but they've been really good so we've got the john hurt doing yep. his stuff mm-hmm. um yeah it's really good how they've now managed to incorporate you know some of the new series as well i think because 
I think perhaps some big Finnish listeners are a bit divided on that. They liked the fact that they were sort of just the classic stuff right. and, and that we had the new series on TV and they've kind of finally crossed over now. Um, it's taken a long time, but I think it's a good thing. I like, I, because I like what they do with it. They've taken a lot of the stuff from the TV series and, and, um, almost made it better bits that weren't perhaps weren't that good on tv <laughs> they've actually taken and improved if that makes sense i mean yeah. i actually really enjoyed the the river song box set which i didn't think i would i'll be honest with you um they actually did a really good job of that so that's a good example of <laughs> of them <laughs> doing their thing yeah 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 big props to big finish we can rely yeah. on them to provide lots and lots of cool doctor who stuff yeah every year pretty much yeah so it's been a year of, and also um, listening to other Doctor Who podcasts and YouTube mm. channels as well. I mean, we we both listen to quite a few other uh, podcasts, and we you, do, yeah, tubers and so on. Uh, so that's been that's sort of been keeping us through as well, you know, for a quiet year. So it has yeah. been a lot on. And initially, we thought, oh, this is going to be quite, this is going to be um, a bit of an upward hill swim to try and get through the year with no who, but it's actually a bit, it's actually been busy because we've been out to a few events as well. We've been to a couple, uh, well, you've been to loads this year. Loads yeah, of events, yeah it's, haven't you? it has been a, yeah, has been quite a good year for events for me. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking forward to, um, me and you both managed to get to the London film and comic con this year. Um, I'm looking forward to next year <laughs> already because although there's not been many guests announced, um, you've probably seen this, they've announced a photo shoot on the classic, tardis console That's the right. uh, like yep. the mccoy well mm-hmm. it's actually it's is it? it always gets classed as the mccoy console but if you think about it it's technically davison's like some of its <laughs> some of its um colin and and it's mccoy's as well so yeah i'm really looking forward to that because we got a picture on the eighth doctor's console eighth this doctor. year didn't we yes which was really really good fun so yeah yeah so I'm, i'll be going even if even if no guests i want to meet get announced this next year i'm going to be going just to get that photo shoot because i love that console yeah yeah so yeah we went to quite a few events um the a couple of small ones were quite nice i remember going to the target exhibition at the cartoon museum Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was really interesting because we loved the Target covers, the artwork. Oh, they're fantastic. So they yeah. were good, and we went to a well. You went to a couple of quite small events. Um, so the Tenth Planet stuff. Yeah, I went to a few Phantom this year, uh, um, which were events, good. They're yep. quite small events, but they're really good. Yeah, some some really good Phantom events this year. Yeah, yeah, and some big ones as well. The class premiere. That actually is. Yep. without doubt one of my highlights of my year i mean i may not have thought much of the series itself but um the class premiere was was a <laughs> um, fantastic night i have to say i really enjoyed that you know it's great to hear um uh, patrick ness talking about you know it, i know we didn't enjoy it but he clearly had a lot of passion for that show yep. and i think we talked about this on, on when we reviewed the last episode so without sort of trampling over his dream um it was really interesting to hear his uh, sort of vision for the show that was just about to be released. And obviously he was, you know, so excited that yeah. it finally was finally going to get aired. So yeah, that was, a, that was a great premiere. I really enjoyed that. And great to see them off, um, off his face. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's a family podcast. Um, yeah. Great to see the moth relaxing and having a drink or six. Yeah. It was good fun. That was the moth ball cutting loose. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of him this year. Actually, it's quite. I think you. I think you mentioned it recently, didn't you? It's like 
Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of them off. He's yeah. been getting around. Like, yeah. He's been to quite a lot of the stuff I've been to. So he was at the um, Power of the Daleks premiere as well, sort of sat about five seats away from me, and he was at the class premiere. Um, I've met him somewhere else as well. I've met him a few times this year, which is all a bit surreal. Mm. Yeah. Talking of power, we've got Power of the Daleks animation. That's still one of the biggest surprises for me. Right. Um, in terms of when they announced it, because... I never imagined in a million years that the BBC would fund the money to animate six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it was first circulating as a rumour, I was like, well, that would be fantastic, but there's no way that they could afford to animate six episodes, so it's clearly a lie. So when it actually was announced officially, I was pretty shocked, I have to be honest with you. I was yeah. like, wow, they, they've actually done that. Um, and whatever you think of the animation, I mean, it was done in a uh, done in a short space of time for, for a limited budget. Whether you, you know whether you like it or not, I think you know just to have that story yeah. in your collection DVD in some sort of format, um, apart from just the audio, is 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 amazing. You know, I still sort of can't quite believe that happened. You know, so. no, absolutely, yeah, it's great. I mean, the any of the classic Who that's been lost, you know, when we have an opportunity to to enjoy it, even if it's not complete, mm. you know, even I mean that just. That's the um, the commitment, I, I suppose, and the, the passion that you know some of these people have to get this out to us, because it could. That, that's a that's the good thing about Doctor Who, although it's been treated badly over the years by people at the BBC, and it's not had much love. I'm, I'm talking about the classic years now. Mm. At least they are still putting some money into it to get the stuff out to us, because. They, they're under no obligation to do that. You know, I know it's a bit of a money spinner, you know, and they get some, you know, some decent, uh, some, well, they get a lot of revenue from merch, don't they? Let's be honest, yeah, you know, yeah. from Doctor Who merch. But they're no, under no obligation to do that. Anyone at the BBC or any other company, you know, just because they found, you know, some missing episodes, whether they're video and audio or just audio, there's nobody there to say, right, you have to put that out. They could just leave it in a in a container somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's it's, uh, so it's, great. it's a strange thing, isn't it? Because as a fan, you it's a bit like when they found the underwater menace, isn't it? Um, and it didn't come out for ages. And fans, I mean, there was petitions. They took off the schedule for at one point. You know, mm-hmm. there is this thing that we just naturally assume that we have a right to to own it. When yeah. I suppose if you think about it. We don't really. Um, no, well, of course I don't not. know. We pay no. the license fee. I don't know. You could probably argue that to Dawn, but I hear what you're saying. Um, but it's, it's such a difference between the Underwater Menace and the and the Power of the Daleks, though, isn't it? Like the two releases. I mean, yeah. Underwater Menace could not be more um, rushed and sparse, and <laughs> you know they really didn't put any effort into it. In fact, they they were told not to purposely. Yeah, yeah, they were told not to put any effort into it, which is bizarre. Um, but maybe it does make me think. Maybe were they planning something else for it, and in the end they just thought, oh well, we'll go with Power of the Daleks instead and plow some more money into that. I, I wonder if maybe that happened. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Um, but possibly. I, I do, I do hope and I do think that the powers release has been strong because there seems to have been quite a good buzz about it, which is promising for future releases. Um, I really, really hope it's done well. It seems yeah. to have done well. Yeah. So, yeah, because I think it was number one in the Amazon pre-order and all that. It's it's certainly, yeah, yeah, certainly got a bit of attention. And, I mean, uh, we have to thank, I think, BBC America or whoever plumbed a lot of money into it, didn't they? I think they funded quite a bit of it. So, you know, that helped. (laughs) Yeah, That helped, yeah. 
so let's so, hope we do get some more. Love to see some more next year. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, what else happened this year? Oh, we had a new companion announced. Yes, yeah, we got that little trailer. Was that this year? That was this year. The trailer? I've, yep. I've totally lost track. Yeah, the little trailer with the Daleks, which I, I didn't really think much of, but it was such a short trailer. I'm not going to judge judge her on that. But yeah, it was good to, good to see our new companion in action. Pearl. <clears throat> Pearl of the Mackie. Pearl Mackie, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm quite... She seems quite... Uh, she's got a bit of a... Like a mixture of, of uh, Donna and Rose. Yeah. Uh, she seems quite... Um, Quite attitudey, not in a bad way, but she seems like she's got some some feistiness to her, mm, a bit yeah. like we saw with Donna in the past. You know, not taking any nonsense from uh, from the Doctor. So, very interesting to see how how she pans out. Yeah, and also we're going to get Nardal. It's going to that's going to be a bit of a TARDIS team, isn't it? We have, we haven't had a sort of more than a two people of the TARDIS for a while, have we? So we'll have we'll have um, Bill is the character name, isn't it? Bill and Nardal for that's right. I think the Moss confirmed it for all of Series 10, hasn't he? Because oh, we thought Nardal was only going to be in a few, but I think didn't the Moff, yeah, I'm didn't not he sh- sort of confirm that he's actually going to be all, all of it now? Yeah, I'm not sure about every episode, but I think he's mm. in it throughout. We well, could be in every episode, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, it'd be a bit of a TARDIS team, won't it? Mm, I think it might give it a bit more of a dynamic. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm still, the, you know, still waiting to see how Nardal works full-time as a character, but... But I think it between the three of them might give an interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interested to see what what happens with Pearl. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. convinced we're going to see her at the end of of the Christmas special this year. I, I know they said yes. they said, yeah. oh, she's not in it. No, she's not. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see her at the yeah, end. I would say so as well. Yeah, we'll find out in a couple of days. Can you believe it? It's yeah. In just a few days' time, the Doctor Who Christmas special will be here. That year hiatus will be over. It'll be done. Yeah, we'll be able to enjoy some new Capaldi, new story. A new story, yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. I'll be watching it from in my hotel room. Like I think it goes out at 9.30 in the evening. Okay. Well, I think, or 10 o'clock, something like that. Hmm. So I'll be there with some snacks, you know, telling everybody to shut up. Yeah, if they're yeah, not asleep. Up. If they're not asleep, that is. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, talking about, you know, just to cap off, you know, it's been an interesting year for Doctor Who. It's been, it's, it's been, I can only describe it as that interesting. It's been strange because we've had no new main Doctor Who, but we've had so Mm. much other stuff continuing, you know, no, none of these other companies like Big Finish or the people that make all the merch and people that are signing up the the guests at Comic-Cons and all that sort of stuff. Nobody's sort of, retreated into a hibernation period just because there's no new doctor who everyone's just carried on as usual it's been uh, that's the best way to describe it it's been business as usual business as usual yeah Yeah. and it's great it's it's us as fans i think that really push that through we don't just sort of go into this grumpy well there's no new doctor who so sod it (laughs) and that's it i'll move on i'll find another show yeah 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 yeah, we've i think uh, doctor who was a fandom uh, you know, as, as fans, I think we got some of the best fans overall. It's, it's yeah, it's a very unique fandom, and I mean yeah. that in the nicest way. It's, oh it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good fellow. I think it's it's given this year, it's given us all time to breathe, really, because I know I'm sure there are fans out there that have picked up classic Doctor Who to watch to fill in that gap, 
and uh, you know probably found stories that they've really enjoyed that they probably wouldn't have watched yes. um, had they got yeah. New Dot Two. Um, and I think the same for us actually because it's given the podcast a year to just really delve into some you know some classic stories. We've we've reevaluated some of the Capaldi era as well, which we probably wouldn't have done so much if um if we'd have had new capaldi stories because that would have clashed a bit so True. we've gone back and looked at some of the capaldi stories that we didn't get to review um at the time so that's been really interesting because it, it pointed out to me um the sort of difference between series eight and nine capaldi a lot more than i realized having gone back and watched them so yeah it's been really good in that sense it's given us a year to really breathe and you know and and discover other things in the doctor universe you know yeah. and yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's been good in that sense. And there was a couple of, I think, um, I think a couple of people put on um, some very nice uh, reviews on iTunes, and and they said something along the same lines of, "It's really nice that we get to do uh, one week a classic, the next week a newer Doctor mm. Who, because it it sort of takes the decision out of their hands of what Doctor Who they want to watch." Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. It's like they're. I think one of the reviewers said it's really nice because my hand is held a little bit. So instead of me standing in front of the bookcase, I'm in an R in. It's like mm -hmm. the Big Blue Box podcast are going to be doing this classic story, so I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, which is great. And it, you're right; it does. It has given us an opportunity to really dive into all the classic stuff and you know some of the Capaldi. So yeah, it's great. And we, I, you know, goes without saying, we're just massive fans of classic Doctor Who. Yeah. So it's I been real joy to go through and review more than what we would have done if there would have been newer Doctor Who on this year. Mm. And there's been stories that I haven't watched for years that in the back of my mind, you know how quick time goes, in the back of my mind I thought, I'll give you a prime example of um, of one, uh, what's the, I've forgotten the name of it now, what's the Tom Baker one that we did recently, the Sontaran Experiment, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. one. Yep. The Sontaran Experiment, you know, in my head I'm thinking, yeah, it's been you know a few months since I watched that one. And then we go to review it, and I realise, actually, it's probably been about five or six years. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> In the back of my head, it's always there. It's one I know quite well. But, you know, and so it's been really good to actually go back and watch stories like that and, you know, and and sort of relive it. Because there are stories you think you know really well until you actually rewatch them again, and you can find something totally, you know, new and brilliant about it that you'd forgotten. Uh, Unicorn and the Wasp, for example, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, I don't think I really like that one absolutely loved it on a rewatch you know because yeah, we were yeah. doing it for the podcast so yeah it's been really good to to go back to some of these stories yeah and we kicked off this year with revelation of the daleks yeah that's right yeah which i remember being not fantastic when i first watched it but then when we reviewed it i gave it an eight and you gave it an 8.5 so i really like that one yeah mm. yeah it's funny i can't whenever you mention that story or anyone mentions it um, I instantly hear the music in my head. Every honestly, every yeah. time you've only got to say "Revelation of the Daleks," and I'm like, uh, Rev "No, Revelation." That's the Colin one, isn't it? Colin Baker. Yeah. Oh, is that the one? Is that the one you said? Yeah. Sorry, I get yeah. mixed up between Revelation and what's the other one? The Resurrection. Resurrection. I yeah. always get those two <laughs> modeled. That yeah, it's Resurrection. I always hear the music of the doom, doom, doom. doom you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Revelation. That was that was another one that I thought was a bit. Um, not, I didn't think of it as one I particularly liked, but really enjoyed it when we reviewed it because I think Mr. Joe Bell was so brilliant in that story. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Mm. We had a few stories like that throughout the year where we hadn't seen them in a long time. Yeah. And then when it came to actually watching it again, just for this, we had to watch it because we were doing the review. Mm. You know, opinions change a little bit, which is good. 
Yeah, yeah. And I do, I must just echo what you said. I love it that a lot of our listeners will watch the story the night before, just like we do, because it almost feels like a more like a community then it feels like we're all watching it together ready to yeah. review it and chat about it the next you know the next day which i really like because i've noticed a lot of people saying that saying right i'm just giving this a watch because the lads are doing it on the podcast this week and you know i like that it just makes it feel like we're all watching it together you yeah know? and i can imagine people then listening to us on the friday and even nodding it with agreement or shaking their head <laughs> saying no you're wrong yeah. you know yeah. a bit like with the class reviews i think they were very divided um uh one of our listeners messaged didn't he to say that um uh he was kind of agreed with us but he said his family was shouting at him from the kitchen saying they're wrong they're wrong they're missing it all and all that sort of stuff so you know i like that it makes you makes you feel like we're all one big community on the podcast it, it does it's awesome yeah. yeah uh we also had a really cool chat we did our andrew cartmel interview that was fantastic. I just loved that. Yeah, yeah, that was back in March. So if you guys missed that, go back to episode eighty-two. It was a he's. Yeah. I mean, he's just a fascinating bloke to listen to. I mean, it, I've I've always wanted to do that. I mean, ever since I read his book, um, because his his book Script Doctor gives a fantastic sort of look at the McCoy era, mm -hmm. um, which we both love. And yeah, just to sort of chat to him in person about it was was brilliant yeah yeah if you yeah. haven't listened to that interview go go back to which episode was it 82 82 yeah 82 go back and have a listen because uh andrew cartmel is is just a he is a proper legend in doctor who i mean he was a behind the scenes but a very big important part of that of yeah. that time yeah, yeah. had a very big influence on where the doctor where the doctor's character was going yeah for mccoy and uh yeah really cool guy as well yeah nice guy mm. And uh, lastly, I mean, in terms of us as a podcast, we had a, a great year, which is surprising mm -hmm. again because there was no new Doctor Who on. Uh, our, you know, the the number of listeners or subscribers or downloads. downloads, whatever you want to call it, it just jumps up massively throughout the year, um, like huge. I mean, I remember sending you a couple of screenshots um, yeah. over the last couple of months, of saying, "I can't believe it." It's just. You know, we've had like, you know, it's just been incredible. Like the, because we've, we've grown, you know, the last couple of years that we've been doing it, we have grown, but this year, I think probably the last half of this year, uh, the, the numbers have just gone crazy. Yeah. Which it, is amazing. It has been yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 And as a result of that, we've met loads more people online. We've chatted to more people. We've made new friends and it's just awesome. It's just been an awesome year for us and for Doctor Who in general. Yeah, and it is nice, like you said, because there was that worry of, like, the start of the year, the show not being around. Is anyone, you know, is it going to drop off? Are the listeners going to drop off because there's no show to talk about? And yeah, you know, but uh, no, it has been amazing. So thanks, thanks everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for for subscribing and listening and listening to our crap, all the waffle each week, all the <laughs> waffle and just yeah. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. been a, uh, it's been awesome. So um, yeah. So here in review, that's it. I mean, it's been great. Um. I can't really say much more. We've just move, you know, look forward now to 2017 and see what we can do there. Yeah. And I think you may have already said it, but to those that left those, we've had some really nice iTunes reviews left, um, yeah. of late and recently just, yeah. Thank you to everyone who left a review because it does bump us up the, it does help us more than you'd think. It bumps us up the list or something you were telling me, Gary, yeah. it's all a bit technical. I don't understand it, but it bumps us up the, uh, the podcast list or something. So it's, it's all helps and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Some great stuff there. 
Yeah. Right, I think we should crack on mm. with the last review of 2016, and it is a well, Christmassy, yeah. Christmassy, Wismassy, humany, woomany <laughs> story. So, Adam, my good friend, what are we going to review this week? This week, it's the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, no, it's not. It's the Doctor, the Widow, the Wardrobe. England, 1941. And there's a war on. So haunted. Who are you? Usually call the Doctor or the caretaker or get off this planet. That man is quite ridiculous. I know. You must stay away from him. Well, why have you got a phone box in your room? It's not a phone box. It's my wardrobe. Your brother, where is he? Quickly, come on! Where are we? In a forest, in a box, in a sitting room. What do they teach you at school these days? There is something very wrong in this forest, and your brother's right in the middle of it. <laughs> Best Christmas ever. I know. I know. Best Christmas ever, Gary. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well. Well, well. The Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe was released, uh, surpri- not surprisingly, on Christmas Day in 2011. Hey. Out of interest, what's, does it say what time this went out? I meant to have a look before we kicked off. I was just curious to see. Because uh, they, they tended to go a bit later back then, didn't they? Sort of around the half seven time, something like that. I don't know the time, mm. unfortunately. But it um, got 10.77 million viewers. Yeah. Mm. It was which written, is not bad. It was written by the Moth, which is blindingly obvious. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by uh, Farron Blackburn. Ah. Uh, yes. And the story is thus, the... Uh, the Doctor crash lands uh, on Earth in a spacesuit with his helmet around the wrong way. Uh, a, a very kind lady, old Madge, uh, finds him, takes him back to his TARDIS, and as uh, sort of repayment for that, she, he says, if you ever need a favour, just make a wish, um, which he sort <laughs> of does. And the Doctor comes back and takes the family off to a big old mansion uh, somewhere for Christmas. Uh, because her husband was killed in the war, so the doctor's taken him off uh, to the house, and he's sort of sorted everything out so that all the rooms look awesome. He's, you know, done a load of doctory stuff in each room, tried to make Christmas as nice as possible. But there's a mysterious present in the living room. Um, uh, the wee lad discovers it, goes through, and it's just like the title suggests. It's like the wardrobe in Narnia. Uh, he goes into the present and comes out the other side into a big forest somewhere. Uh, they all follow, and it turns out that the uh, the the planet that they land on is Androzani Major, which those of you will know, uh, we've seen in Doctor Who before. There's a big forest there, and unfortunately, the um, the people of Androzani Major um, are going to uh, destroy said forest with acid rain. So the life force of the forest needs to escape. Uh, the Doctor um, and Madge help that happen. Help that to happen. Afterwards, the Doctor um, guides them back home, or Madge guides them back home. Uh, it turns out the husband didn't die because they went a bit timey-wimey, went back, 
like we said, it's a moth episode. What goes a bit timey-wimey goes back, helps him to land his plane. They all have a nice Christmas. The Doctor has a nice Christmas. It's Christmas. Yee. In a nutshell. <laughs> and off the bat, I think everybody hates this story. It's certainly not very well regarded, this one. Yeah, I think everybody's mm-hmm. got, I think, well, I think everybody hates, literally hates this story <laughs> uh, with a passion. I'm going to go straight off the bat and say, uh, it's it's not great, but I didn't watch it and think it was terrible. Okay. I didn't think it was absolutely terrible, um, but I, I don't think it's very good either. <laughs> mm. What about you? Um, I thought, um, I didn't think it was terrible, but I just found it incredibly boring. Yes. Um, and I, yep. and when I say I didn't think it was terrible, I didn't think it was very good either. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. I really didn't think it was very good. No. Um, I, I, this is only the second time I've watched it. <laughs> so the first time I watched it was when it aired. I was absolutely plastered. I couldn't remember anything from it, but I could remember that I didn't think it was very good, and I've never gone back to it. I've never, I've never gone back to it, but I thought, right, okay, let's give this a go. I was really hoping that um, it could surprise me. I thought, come on. It's, it's almost like a fresh special to me because I couldn't remember much about it. So I put it on last night. Um, I thought it started off quite well, actually. I was thinking, uh, oh. you know, this there's, uh, there's some nice humour going on here. Love all the stuff with Matt at the beginning with the rooms and his excitement. And, you know, he's, he seems to be reveling in, in, in the script at the start. So, oh, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I remember. But as soon as we get all that out of the way and the kid goes in, into the box and, and all yeah. that, it really lost it for me. I was, I was looking at the clock counter thinking... Okay, I'm on 41 minutes now. Is this a 45-minute episode? Because how the hell can this carry on for another 20 minutes? I literally could feel, <laughs> you know, feel myself losing the will to live. I kept thinking nothing is happening, and it's only 40 minutes in. Um, so, yeah, I get why people don't like this one, because I, I didn't think it was very good. But there are moments, um, thanks to Matt Smith, you know, I really felt when this ended that I, <laughs> I'd have loved to have just gone up to him in the studio and taken him for a very large drink <laughs> at the bar because man does he deserve it he tries so hard yeah to, to put energy into this lifeless story it's unbelievable i mean he really does he really earned his money on this story trying to make it good you can tell he's trying really hard but uh yeah but it it's not good at all no he does try his best Oh, he really does. And I mean, any any bit of, if there's anything good in it, it's him. He's the only thing in it that I like, (laughs) really. Um, So, yeah. I mean, starting at the beginning, though, right? So this starts with him on on a spaceship that's exploding, and then he gets thrown out into space um, after a spacesuit. So he's in space. Mm -hmm. How is he grieving? (laughs) Like, he's in space, and he's just floating through space. Yeah. Um, you know, there is no, there is no oxygen. Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, so that's the very start of the episode is him flying after a spacesuit to get into it. Um, it's a healing spacesuit. I get it. Um, but you know, even so I was just like, so what's the spaceship then? Is this, what's the relevance of this? Um, and this is what Moffat does all the time, isn't it? Is he just throws stuff in for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how can I start the episode, um, you know, how can I make the start of this episode exciting? Right, let's start on an exploding spaceship. 
um, with the Doctor hurtling through space. That's exciting. It has no relevance. There's no. It never gets explained. Um, I think it might be in the prequel uh, that they did a little prequel to this or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, even that it was just like, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so it did get me off to a very good start. Yeah, I mean the start was good when when we see that huge um, spaceship over the Earth and it's about to obliterate the Earth by the look of it. Yeah, and. Yeah. All of a sudden, you see like these explosions and the doctors running through. I, I thought that was a good way to pick up the story because um, we did have that little prequel that went out online. I wish I'd watched it actually because I can't remember. I know there was a prequel. Yeah, yeah. you can you can watch it on YouTube now. It's mm. um uh, that went out right at the beginning of December, and it was essentially just I think it was the doctor trying to call Amy, right, while he was on that ship, and he had basically wired up this you know. The, the the classic you know big red button you know mm. which he was holding and if if he let that go then that's when the ship would start to explode and so on so it, oh i do remember that actually yeah 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 and the, we do see but if you hadn't seen that it's not too bad because when you pick up the beginning of the episode it's mm. quite a good way because we don't really need to know why the doctor's on the ship we don't need to know who the ship belongs to or anything like that it's just cool that we see the doctor in the middle of another adventure you yeah, know, that we don't know about. That we don't know about. So mm. that was good. But then when he does go flying through space after the spacesuit and so on, there are ways. I mean, you, there, I think there was quite a lot of discussion in this episode between the Moff and the director, uh, Farron Blackburn, because I think from from what I remember reading, the, the Moff wanted this to be a really Christmassy, yeah. episode and not get too hung up on scientific details too much whereas Farron Blackburn said uh yeah but it feels like we're sort of drifting into the realm of magic mm. rather than science fiction so I think there was a little bit of to in and throw in there about what you know how you know how much were they expecting viewers to sort of just dis- you know suspend their belief for a little while Mm-hmm. And when you see yeah. the doctor sort of flying through space when there's clearly no oxygen, everybody knows when we're watching it that that's not possible. But you just, they expect you to go with it. Yeah, because a bit it's like a, the rings of Akaten. Yeah. It's just like when yeah. he's flying through space on the bike and thinking, well, how's he breathing? You sort of just, you just have to go with it. You have to go okay. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this episode mm-hmm. is very much like that. It's it's just a very sort of fairy tale esque Christmassy oh, yeah. episode, you know what I mean? It's I don't think it yep. gets it doesn't take itself too seriously in in the, the realm of science fiction. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but it is a great opening. It is a great opening. It does make for a good opening. Yeah, as, as I said, that's why I had hopes that perhaps this wasn't as bad as I remembered because yeah, the starts you've got that, and then you've got the bit. And I don't know about you, but I like the humour at the start when they the doctor's the caretaker and he's showing around the rooms, and mm-hmm. there's some really nice one-liners from Matt. You know, like when he jumps, yeah, he's like, "Stand back, guys! I'll show you how to do it," and all that. I thought, yeah, this is nice. I like all this. And the doctor's made the Christmas tree, and it's it's an awesome Christmas tree, and you know. <laughs> Really suits Matt's doctor all that sort of humour. So I liked that that actual bit of it. Yeah, um, that was cool because it's mm. it, he he's got that big kid thing about him where yeah. he he's obviously not into Christmas itself, but you can tell that he's got he's taking real pleasure in seeing the kids' faces sort of light up because he's made the rooms amazing and they're enjoying Christmas and he loves it. So he's got that real sort of big kid playfulness about him yeah. especially in that first sort of third of the episode where it's all set in the house and so on 
Yeah, Matt Smith does that really well, I think. He's really, good at really do, well. doing that humour, yeah. 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 And really, to an extent, probably before that as well, when he's got when the space helmet is round the wrong way. Oh, yeah, that's quite funny. That's yeah. quite funny as well, you know, and she picks the lock on the TARDIS, which is not the actual TARDIS. It's a proper mm. police box and so on. Yeah. And he's talking to her and he's sort of bumbling around and, you know, he can't talk to her properly and stuff. But it, it, so I think up to that point, I, I quite like it. It starts off promising, doesn't it? It does, You sort of yeah. think, okay, yeah, yeah. And it looks, to be fair to them, cause, so this is what, 2011, you said, didn't you? Yeah. So it, to be fair to them, it, visually, it looks pretty good as well. It does. I thought. Yeah, yeah, on the whole, I think there is one visual which we'll come to later, which <laughs> really lets it down, because it's a shame. Because yeah, I know most what he's talking episode, about as well. You do, yep. do you? Yep. Yeah, I thought you would. It, up until that point, um, it's visually quite a nice episode. Like it, it, it looks like they've spent a bit of money on it, mm-hmm. um, and it does look. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice looking episode. I mean that that bit with the Doctor in the space at the start when she's driving him up to the TARDIS. It's a beautiful, you know, in the old fashioned car, and you've got the police box, you know, on the, on that village green, and that's beautifully shot and everything. Mm. And even the stuff when we go into the into uh, Androzani, you know, through the box, all the snow and all that, you know, all that, it all looks really really nice. Um, yeah you know so that that's a good thing about it but it's just the story really isn't it it's just that the story a isn't engaging i mean i can't imagine any kids sitting through through it i I think they might enjoy the beginning like we did but i can't imagine any kids getting further than half an hour in without switching over or going off and it really doesn't have an i mean didn't hold my attention at all Mm. um once we got into the story it takes a long time to get into the story for a start it does but when we yep. do get into it, it's it's not that clear. Um, I'm not sure the direction seems a bit rubbish as well because we keep cutting between shots and stuff. It, it, it doesn't flow, in other words. Um, and the story is not yeah. strong enough to 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 fill that hour. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I kept thinking. I kept thinking there's not enough story here to, to fill an hour. Um, there probably should be. I mean, there's enough things going on, but it just there's not enough content in there yeah. to... You know, it's, it's just it's just weak in terms of the storyline, really. Well, well, we'll come on to something in a minute that I wrote down actually about how they could have fleshed the story out a bit more. But okay, um, but for me, the story goes downhill when when Reg uh, goes through the present. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, same for me. Yeah. yeah, from that point on, that's when I felt the story just slows right down and uh, just loses its mojo a little bit. Because up to that point, Matt Smith was really, really good. And he's yeah. really good at the end as well. Yes. Towards the end, he's really good and he's great. And he has like little moments, you know, throughout. Don't get me wrong. He is great in this episode. Yeah. You know, he really does try his best to sort of act his socks off around mm, people that are not so great <laughs> in the episode, <laughs> you know. So he does, you can tell he's really, you know, he's earning his money that day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so when when the little lad Reg goes through the the present, it's at that point the story just seems to it seems to click into a different gear. Gear, yeah, and, yeah, and totally. it's almost like we're going down a gear. So we've had a really great intro and a nice sort of setup to the story, and we've had that suspense factor as well, where Lily goes up to the the attic where the doctor's working away on stuff, and we have that sort of suspenseful moment where he's like, "Where's your brother?" She goes in and she thinks she sees him asleep in a hammock, but he's actually, you know, 
gone through the, the present. The old teddy bear trick or something the doctor yeah. says, doesn't it? Yeah. The old teddy <laughs> trick. So that, you know, we have that bit, which is really good. You're thinking, so why is the doctor so concerned about where, where he is, you know, then he's working away and it's good stuff. It is, it is pretty good. But then when they go through to, I was going to say Narnia, then when they go <laughs> through to Androzani major, May which well is, be. <laughs> it, it was, it is, I must admit it's great hearing that name again. It is. Yeah. Yeah, when we have the cameos from the three comedians, comedians. Oh dear! Um, yeah, and he says, you know, <laughs> you are on Androzani Major. It, I did have a little sort of a little sort of Davison uh, yeah. geek uh, second there, so it was good. But yeah, it just it goes flat as a pancake at that point for me. Especially those. I mean, we may as well talk about those yeah. three comedian guest stars that we get in the middle. Um, yeah. uh, to be fair to Bill, because who have we got? So we've got Bill Bailey. Um, Dropsill. As Dropsill. Yeah, we've got uh, Paul Baisley. Is he the guy from um, Benidorm? Yeah, Ven, he plays Ven Gar. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, and Arabella Weir, he plays Billis. And she's not much better. Um, uh, to be fair, out of the three, Bill Bailey. <laughs> is okay. I, I think yeah. he actually is the only one seems to be trying to take it seriously, but also give a comedy edge, if you like. Yeah. Like the other two, just ham it up unbelievably. Especially the guy from Benidorm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's awful. When he, oh, the the whole joke about the <laughs> is it is it a gun or is it a cardigan or something? Oh my god! It just it, that whole scene is just horrific. It, I think that's that's the point where you're. It started to slow down. You're starting to get bored. And then you get that scene. And for me, that's when I was just like, oh, dear, this really is not good, is it? It's it's, I think it's, yeah, it's at that point it just goes from bad to worse, I think. But, um, but out of the three, I don't know about you, mate. I thought Bill Bailey was okay. I mean, he only gets a few lines, to be fair. But uh, he's all right. But the other two I didn't think were very good. Yeah, it was it was quite – you can see what they were trying to do, like inject oh, a little yeah. bit of humour into the – because it is – if if you look at it as a story point at that point in the episode, you know, we've got a little kid here alone in the forest. It's not the happiest of moments. You know, no, um, I know it's with Madge, but we've still got the little kid off on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, who's gone through the forest and, you know, it's all sort of taken a bit of a, um, um, you know, the, the sort of happy Christmassy vibe has gone at that point. Yeah. So they do try and inject a little bit of humour in with these guys. And that's what I was going to say earlier about how they could have fleshed this out a bit more. All oh, right. They could have made a, a much better use of these three characters. Yeah. They could have used those characters a bit further on in the story. Because it's it, we, we find out that they are... Um, that they're sort of making sure that anyone that's caught in the forest at that time needs to be evacuated because of the acid rain. So all they know is that the forest is being, you know, destroyed. What they don't know is that the life force of all the trees, <laughs> you know, is 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 being extracted and going to be, you know, flown off to a to a safer land almost. So yeah. they don't know any of that. So it would have been nice to expose them a little bit, you know, to that part of the story, and then they could have gone off or been killed or whatever, you know, whichever way you want to, just, you know, get rid of them in the story after that. But they just wasted to me because Bill Bailey was funny. Yeah, he's yeah. all he's fine. I actually, yeah, he's I, like you said, he could have been in it a lot more. It would have been good. Yeah, it, they they so should have used them. Hmm. Uh, but there we go. They that would have provided a bit more of a exciting bit and funny 
you know, bit in the story, you know, moving forward. But we had to rely on Matt to to pull out his his best acting chops to carry it. Um, carry you mentioned it. the life force from the trees. Uh, that just brings me <laughs> back to the effects. Is that is that the same bit you were thinking of when I said about there's one effect that really lets the rest down? I was referring to the uh, stars. Yeah, the, is that what you were thinking? I wasn't of? thinking of that, but yeah. The, oh, okay. The, the stars they do look very basic. <laughs> they look like they've been borrowed from the Peter Davison title sequence. <laughs> title sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they really wouldn't look out of place in eighties Doctor Who. Um, it's quite surprising considering the the quality of some of the other effects in it, um, but they look uh, a bit shoddy to me in, in that in the scenes which bit were you thinking of then i was thinking a bit at the end where uh madges like they're inside that dome ship that dome shaped ship and they're flying through the time vortex yeah and um you know they've taken like some of the triangular panels and turned them into a screen so they can see oh where yeah they're going. and uh yeah the way that they <laughs> Yeah, it looks terrible. Like when you, especially when Matt Smith is standing in front of the panel, and yeah, it looks really bad because all they've done is use the title sequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that's lazy. Yeah, they've just used the title sequence and just overlaid, <laughs> you know, the, the the edges of the triangle screen on it, and it looks awful. Especially the bit where Matt Smith's standing in front of it. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. That does look awful as well. Yeah. Um, why is she, you know, she's got to, is she flying the ships on her memories or something? I See, at this point, I'll admit I had zoned out, so I didn't really know. Because why does she have to confess that he's dead in front of the kids? Because I found that a little uncomfortable to watch, yeah. to be honest. I was like, this is not nice for Christmas Day. Like, I get, yeah, didn't look, but what, why has she got to do that? Well, she hasn't got to, but in order oh. for her to lock on to getting them all back... That's one of yeah. the strongest. I think it revolves around you know, you, earlier on in the episode when Matt Smith was quiz uh, when the doctor sorry was quizzing her about why she hasn't told the the kids the truth yet about their dad's death. She was yeah. saying that she didn't want to do it at Christmas because that's when they're the most happy, you know, uh, happiest okay. times. And yeah, the doctor yeah. was saying, well, you you know you you don't want to tell them because. You know, I think in a nutshell, he was saying you don't want to tell them because it would then tarnish your memory of them being happy. Because once you tell them, they're going to be sad. Yeah. But I think when they was when she was guiding the ship or flying it through the time vortex, because the pain of you know of knowing that that's like the strongest memory, so that will bring them back. That's it's the memories guiding them back. Sort I of think thing, so. It? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I assumed that's what was going on, but it didn't make for very nice viewing, and I just didn't quite understand what was happening. But as I say, it's mainly because I wasn't, yeah, really engrossed in the story. I think. Yeah. I don't think necessarily the memories, but just the, you know, her feeling about it, mm. maybe, or so it's along those lines anyway. But it, it did okay. get a bit uncomfortable with, um, with, with the doctor saying about you know. Tell yeah, them. Tell them, you know. that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that, that's just another example of that that section of the story just being a bit, because the Moff's sort of MO for this, so he reckons, was to create one of the most Christmassy um, Doctor Who stories. You really want it to be a typical, you know, good old Christmas story, but it's only the beginning and the end to me <laughs> yeah. that are very Christmassy. The rest of it's just, um, yeah. The rest of it's just fairly, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, while while you're explaining the story to me, because I clearly <laughs> haven't watched it well enough, 
the the wooden people, the wooden king and queen. Why are they? Who are they? No Why idea. are they there? I do, oh, okay. No idea. No, because I, I kept thinking I didn't. That was one thing I didn't understand either. I didn't know who they were or what they were doing. Um, and also, the doctor's very quick to assume they're evil when they're not. No. Are they? Because uh, you know yeah. he's like, don't go, don't don't you harm her or something. I was thinking normally the doctor's the one saying don't judge before, <laughs> but he just instantly thinks they're bad and they're not. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't get the whole tree people thing either. I didn't know why they were there or what they were doing. And they don't actually do anything, do they? Apart Not from blink really. a lot. They no. do blink a lot. There'd be no good around a weeping angel. Yeah. I don't know why they were there. If there's a you know, a huge massive forest, there's only two of them. Yeah, I I just uh, I'm you know, if listeners are, are screaming at us saying, Well, they're there because blah blah I think it's just because I just wasn't interested enough to pay attention. But yeah, I mean, they they looked quite visually quite good, I thought. Um, again, uh, like a lot of things in this episode, totally wasted mm-hmm. because they do nothing. And But they look quite nice, don't they? Yeah, they look all right. Yeah, a bit, little bit rubbery for a tree, rubbery, but they yeah. look quite good. Yeah. yeah okay, was... well, that's good. I'm glad you didn't know what they were there for either because I thought I'd miss something else. Yeah, yeah. not quite sure on that one. Yeah. And... Let's talk about so let's talk about the two children, Lily and Reg. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so Reg, yeah, uh, quite annoying. I, I found I'll just say I found both of them quite annoying. Um, I actually found <laughs> the girl more annoying actually. Yeah, because she... um, I don't know why when they have kids in Doctor Who they have to be really annoying and <laughs> brat-like. I mean, I know a lot of kids are, but not all of them are. So they could have made one of them a bit annoying and the other one not or something, rather than both of them just being. But then again, when you look at the mum, is it any wonder that they turned out like that? Because she's just as annoying as well. So I, I think they get it from her. Yeah. yeah. Let's just write them off then as annoying because they are pretty much. I mean, she's, they are. She's the, the, the girl, Lily, as well. She's very, um, like, you know, wants to be involved in sort of the adult conversations about what's going on she sort of demands that her mum tells her what's going on mm-hmm. with the dad and so on so yeah she, they're annoying aren't they the the kids are annoying i think there's there was potential for some nice scenes between um lily and, and matt's doctor because she likes him doesn't she so she's like you know there's that bit like you said before they realize that the boy has gone through the pass or whatever that um they're having a little conversation and there was, you know, there was some room there for some comedy or whatever and some nice scenes, but it doesn't happen. Um, so she, yeah, she just comes across annoying. Uh, what's the, what's the kid called? Uh, sorry, the, the kid's the, called Cyril. Cyril. He's yeah. the one with the big glasses. Um, I've been calling him Reg for the last half an hour. Oh, Reg is the dad. Reg is the dad. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Which we'll get onto in a sec, but um, yeah, yeah. He's, I don't think he's out of the two. I think he's the lesser annoying the kid with the big glasses uh but it, there's not much in it to there's be fair let's talk um, about uh reg then the dad all right just before we do there the mum oh the mum i can't let her get i can't let her get off that easy well we'll come on to uh, the mum in a second oh all right then uh, okay so reg then he only has a small part alexander armstrong yeah what a shame because yeah. he's actually really good <laughs> yep he just basically plays the little plot filler bit so we understand visually that their dad their dad's plane went down over the the uh, the channel. They they should have had him in it more because you mm. know he he's good he's a perfectly good actor he's likable even though he's only in it for one and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's really wasted and it's such a shame. I think he could have made this a 
possibly a half decent story if they'd have um, had more of him in it because he's, he's he's good. I like him, but we just don't get. He's only in the bit in the bomber and the and the scene at the end, isn't he? Pretty much. Yeah, yep. such a shame. Mm. Um, in fact, it's well, this is a very common thing in Doctor Who, especially Christmas specials. They get these guest stars in and they give them about three lines, and you wonder why. You wonder why they even took the part, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yep. Just to be in Doctor Who. So yeah, it's a shame, I think, because he he was good, but he's he, hardly in it. He is good, and uh, he's got a new album out for Christmas as well. He's got an album out. Yep, sing some old uh, classical songs. Really, Alexander Armstrong. Yeah. Didn't know that. Available in Woolworths and <laughs> Woolworths. Our price and whatever. <laughs> you off to Wimpy later. <laughs> <laughs> but they should have used him a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, he should yep. have been in it more for sure. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about Madge then, Claire Skinner. Uh, for me, one of the most annoying people in it. I really, really disliked her Did character you? and yeah. her performance. You're on about the mum? Yeah. Yeah, no, Madge. I couldn't stand yep. her. Uh, really found it irritating. <laughs> Yeah, she is quite irritating. I think I don't think she was too bad. I think she has, um, like, like a typical British wartime vibe about her, which is quite good. But in terms of her character, again, it's the, what the thing that's sort of par for the course for this episode for me is that she's all right at the beginning, and then she's all right at the end. Mm. But in the middle, she can be a bit. What's the word I'm looking for? She can be a a wee bit. Presump no. I don't know. She can just be a bit annoying. <laughs> I just found her ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know the bit. doctor's trying really hard, and she's just walking around this sour old face. And you know, I know her husband's died. I'll I'll, I'll give her some slack for that. Um, but <laughs> you let her off a little bit. <laughs> I let her off a little bit. But no, I I, I really didn't like her. Mm. Um, I didn't like the character, but I didn't like the performance either from the actress, um, whatever her name was. Um, I just didn't. Yeah. I just didn't warm to her in the slightest, so I wasn't I wasn't bothered what happened to her, if you see what I mean. And considering the ending's quite a especially quite an emotional moment yeah. for her, it it didn't work for me because of that. Yeah. Mm. I like the scene at the end where she sees the doctor off. That was okay. Yes, yeah. That's quite yeah, nice. that is quite a nice scene. And when yeah. Reg comes in and he sees the TARDIS dematerialise and he's <laughs> and then she's very sort of off the cuff. She's like, Oh, he's what's she say he's he's going back he's flying back into the time vortex i've been there it's quite nice that's it yeah she's he like, just sort of goes thinks shall i question it nah, i'll just get on with things yeah he yeah. probably thinks you know today's been crazy enough yeah that's right yeah uh, so she's okay she's okay she's okay she's all right it's a nice scene i do like that end yeah. scene again it um perhaps she'd have worked better if she'd have had more scenes with reg because they do yes. have that sort of couple mm-hmm thing going on that yeah could have been quite quite good yeah. but yeah let's talk about the doctor so no companions in this story it's just the no doctor no solo. he has to carry it on his own doesn't he pretty yeah. much yes um because at the end of what was he when would we have seen him before the wedding of river song was was that the one before this yeah God. yeah good yeah and uh they reckon he's well they think he's dead why do they say, yeah, see, again, it's so long since I watched Series 6, I couldn't remember why. <laughs> yeah. um, why they, Why do they think he's dead? Well, I don't know, because Series 6 is a bit of a... Oh, I haven't watched it for years. I'm not too fond of that one, so I don't really reach for those <laughs> ones. But, yeah, anyway, the, the, Rory and Amy think he's dead, so he's he's got no companions throughout the story. But Matt is trying his damn hardest in this one. Oh, 
man does he earn his stripes for this he does um, he has to carry he has to carry the whole episode um and to be fair to him when he's in it he's great he he's really good with the humor in this in this story yeah but oh bless him he's he's good he, i don't think he's good unfortunately i don't think he's good enough to he's, save no. the story unfortunately but he he is doing his thing in typical matt smith fashion and he he does have some very funny moments in the story and he does have some nice emotional bits as well he does have a, a couple of nice scenes well yeah i was just going to say we're as we're sort of getting towards the end now i will say um the end scene with amy and rory is just beautiful um it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. that after such a terrible episode um just when i'm ready to sort of eject the disc and and, and <laughs> throw it, it as a away coaster. Yep. Use it, yeah. Use it to prop the table up. So it's, yeah. but um, but yeah. Just as I'm about to give up on this whole episode, we get this beautiful end scene between yeah. the Doctor, Amy, Rory, and it's so touching. I mean, it. I just thought, uh, you know, it finished. I was like, that. I love that last moment. I really do. Um, where he goes back and <laughs> opens the door, and she's like, I'm not hugging first, and so nor am I, and. You know, she's pretended to be cross and they've set the place for him, which they do every year, apparently. And he realizes that because there's this scene actually between him and the mum that I don't like, isn't there? About she's like, well, where, you know, where are your family? And he's like, oh, I don't do anything for Christmas and all that. So it really plays into that end scene that the doctor feels like he doesn't have a home, that he's just rattling around in that TARDIS on his own. And when he does yeah. realize that somebody cares, Matt acts that just so well mm-hmm. his facial expression and, the, and wiping the tear at the end it's brilliant i mean it's 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 yeah. just a brilliant scene i can't say it enough i love loved that end scene yeah he's acting at the end there because he's playing two emotions there he he's playing the because earlier on in the scene when reg when they find out that he didn't die that they you know that she was able to guide his plane you know back to where they were and yeah. all the family are hugging. The doctor does say, um, happy crying. That's very, right. Very yeah, humany yeah. woomany or something <laughs> like that. And at <laughs> the end, it. you know, he has that same emotion, doesn't he, where he's yeah. so sort of taken aback with happiness that he starts to cry. So he's playing like the realisation that he does, you know, he, he shares that human element with yeah. crying when you're so happy. But he's also emotional because, yeah, you know that Amy has set a place for him, like she always does, apparently, according to Rory. Mm. So it's really great. It's really great that he's he doesn't do the typical, you know, <laughs> you know, he's just got that single tear and he's got a bit of a smile on his face. He wipes it away, and it's it's a nice it's, sort of close off to that to the story. It's almost as if yeah. he's sort of forgotten how to cry, or like he's almost as like his first ever tear, isn't it? Because he wipes it away as if like what's this yeah you know why yeah. am i i can't believe i'm feeling this it's it's a really nice scene i love it I, right. the only thing i think you know when they're refu- he's like i'm not hugging first the <laughs> name is like i'm not hugging first you know what i would have loved um is i would have loved rory to have bounded around the corner at that point and just gone hey and give him a hug, hug. Yeah. that would have that would have been quite funny but the, he does he does have come around the corner but not till later on yeah um but yeah man that's it's just it's a beautiful ending to the to a very poor episode yeah yeah is there anything you want to say before we move on to our scores the only thing i've got here is um i i would have liked it to have been a bit more unless it's going to sound daft but i would have liked it to have been a bit more christmassy seeing as we were set up for <laughs> a very christmassy story the only yeah. christmassy bit we have in it really is seeing the christmas tree in the living room at the house where they're staying at 
and snow in the forest. (laughs) You know, that's the only things really. And obviously the present that he jumped through, but you know, I didn't really get that nice sort of glass of, you know, mulled wine by the fire, proper Christmas carol feel to it. And I, that was what this episode was marketed as, you know, the moth was very keen, you know, to tell people that this is one of the most Christmassy, you know, stories of Doctor Who. And I didn't feel that really. No, I, I didn't at all. I think I, I would agree with you on that. Um, I mean, I start to worry about the moth around this point because uh, I can remember getting a text from my friend who's a big Doctor Who fan after this aired saying, oh, the moth's got to go. <laughs> and uh, this was quite <laughs> early on. It wasn't before the massive backlash against them. And I remember I hadn't really watched it properly. So I was like, no, no, the moth's great. The moth's great. But it is around about this point that I started to worry about the moth because I think, was it the year before that we got the Christmas Carol or was it the year after? I can't remember. But when he started doing these parodies, it started worrying me that he was really running out of ideas because the Christmas mm-hmm. Carol is just a sort of Moffat rehash of a Christmas Carol. So I thought, well, that's not even your idea. And you're just, so then we get this, which is very clearly ripping off Narnia. Mm-hmm. So it is around about this time that I started to worry about the moth, whereas I'd been sort of almost defending him up to now. I was like, no, no, series five was great. Series six. Well, it needs a rewatch. And, you know, <laughs> but it was at this sort of point, I started to think the, some of the Moffat bashers had a, yeah. <laughs> might have a point um, because of that. I just thought, oh, maybe he is running out of ideas. Yeah. But we did, we did get some good stuff from him after this. Some. Uh, we had some. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we had some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I'm saying it like he's already gone. He's still got a year of him. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, we haven't launched him out the the fire escape yet. Actually, I must just quickly say in this month's dot two magazine, you know, he does a a page at the start where he asks people, let people's letters. Um, Every single one of them is asking him something about, (laughs) did you like this when you were the producer? And is, I don't know if they've done it on purpose, obviously, but it's a running joke in his page. He's like, I haven't gone yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's the answer to every question. So, yeah. Right, well, you're going to score it, mate. I think it's yours. No, it's your your turn to go first. Oh, no, is it? It is. Um, 3.5 out of 10. 3.5. Yep. Uh, Okay, I'm going to give this a 4. A 4? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I'll give it a 4. Just because I I love Matt in it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think three of my points are for Matt, (laughs) and the other half is for... um, Well, actually, the end scene... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's great. Could bump it up to a four. You, I'm you, going to join you. Uh, no, I am going to join you at a four, actually, because that end scene is brilliant. I do love it, even though it's only a couple of minutes long. And the effects are good, and Matt is brilliant, but the couple. story yeah. is awful. Um, I'm going to join you. You're going to give it a four as well. Come on. It's Christmas. Come on, give it's it Christmas. I'll on. give it a four. I think it's too high, but I'll give it a four. Go on. Double fours. <laughs> I'm sure there's a bingo slang in there somewhere. All the fours. <laughs> 44 no, uh, no there's nothing 44 i can now the only one i know is two fat ladies 88 but yeah. i don't think i think that's politically incorrect now so you're not allowed no. to say it two little ducks 22, <laughs> 22. No, there's, there's no 44 mate legs 11 legs 11 <laughs> yeah uh, bingo the most you know <laughs> why are we doing bingo <laughs> it's christmas anything can happen anything right what did you guys think we had um we oh had, yeah we had, oh. we had a bunch of audio reviews and we had six in so we're going to do these two at a time Right, so uh, we're going to do Joe Sweeney, followed by Loopy Lou. 
Hello, Gary and Adam. Hope you're too well. The Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe is one of the forgettable stories out of, out of a modern Who series. It started off very well for the first two minutes when the Doctor was running away from the exploding spaceship and then hurtling down towards the Earth while trying to put on the spacesuit. And then afterwards, everything just fell apart. Uh, I, th- I think the storyline, the plot and the script wasn't that very good. The co-cast was underwhelming. The guest star comedians was pretty much wasted. The tree alien thing just looked ridiculous. And um, there wasn't much happening. And and there was no big major threat. And I wasn't even drawn. I wasn't even drawn by any of it. And um, and, all, and also with Madge's story of how she met her husband. And that he followed her home. That's not love. That's just really creepy. I have no idea what... What... Um, um, I, what Moffat was on when he wouldn't that part of the script um what got me watching this episode was just a doctor himself and matt smith and matt did give a fair decent performance even though he's been given a bad story is it worse than the christmas carol pretty much yes but i did like the ending though when the doctor sees amy and warrior again and and also the the only time I will watch this episode when I'm doing my when I'm when I'm doing my Doctor Who series marathon, so not a good story. So I'll give a score of them a four out of ten, and I hope you all, all have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year, and speak to you all in 2017. Farewell for now. Why is Gary making us watch this? <laughs> it's silly from the off and not really in a good way. The story isn't well written and it's quite slow, so it's hard going sometimes. The music is way too much and often unnecessarily over the top when not a lot is going on. There are some nice moments in it though, which is frustrating as it could have been so much better. I would give it a 3 out of 10. And a Merry Christmas everybody! Thank you guys. Thank you, Joe and Lou. I love the fact you got the blame. Why is Gary making us watch it? Actually, it was your fault. I remember when you said, I was like, no, let's not do that one. You were like, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's, let's get it, out get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe's got a very good point. I must quickly pick up on about the, the stalker issue. I'd forgotten about that, <laughs> about him <laughs> following her home and, to, and said, I'm going to keep following you till you marry me. Yeah. Moffat, your idea of romance is really bizarre. <laughs> it's just that is stalking. That, that is, is not bit, love. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit stalkery. Yeah, yeah. Humany woomany. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. over on Twitter, George Garrity says, um, sorry for not submitting their comments for a while, but here's my review. He just says, nope, 0.5 out of 10. <laughs> wow, and thank you, George. Uh, Tom Dix says, uh, Awful until the last scene with Eleven, Amy and Rory. That scene sums up Christmas spirit for me. Yeah, I would agree with that, Tom. Uh, Mr. Andy, Andy Frankham-Allen says, hated it originally, but it's grown on me a lot. I uh, find it rather magical now. Moff's second best Christmas episode. Interesting to find out, uh, would be interested to find out what your what you think the favorite your favourite Christmas episode is from the Moff. Uh, the Hoarder. Says, I actually really love this. Simple and fun and easy watch. 10 out of 10. Yeah, he's taking the, he's taking the mickey, isn't he? He's been on the Christmas mold wine a he's little bit He's been on there. the mold wine, yeah. He's been uh, necking the old eggnog. He's been, he's been robotized. Yeah. Over on Facebook. <laughs> actually, no, let's do some more audio clips. Uh, this is going to be Owen Daly and Adam the Ultimate Whovian. 
Hi Karen Adam, hope you're both well and I'm wishing you a very, 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 very Merry Christmas. It's really nice to say Christmas now, isn't it? But with Christmas comes the Doctor Who Christmas special and, yep, 2011's Christmas special. Not that good. No, the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. Just the title in itself makes you kind of cringe and go, oh, what? What was that special? Now, this is the one special that my whole family sat down and watched with me. Don't know what was happening. And of course it turns out to be the worst Christmas special and now everyone just thinks it's a heap of crap nowadays. I think the plot is so paper thin, I don't understand the whole Narnia references. I can't even remember, where does the wardrobe come into play? Is the wardrobe the TARDIS or what? Because as far as I remember they go through a present. Um, I didn't think the acting was very good. Uh, the woman who plays Madge, I thought she gave an alright performance. But I thought the whole underlying theme of their father's death was kind of made all, like, it, it just, it was Stephen Moffat at his best, bringing him back to life at the end. Like, I know it was Christmas and all, but I really think it, it did undermine everything that had gone beforehand. And the whole kind of build up where he felt sorry for the family because their dad was dead at Christmas. Which I did enjoy in that story until they brought him back. The, the wooden king, wooden queen, they looked cool, but they did nothing. And then, um... Yeah, don't don't talk about the end them flying the, 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 the thingy around the time vortex. Just no, didn't look good. I'm going to give the special a 3 out of 10, definitely the weakest, and have a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Oh, dear God! <sighs> this episode infuriated me at Christmas. It literally did. The characters were bland, the acting was a bit... Dull, the premise it, it was had it, but it didn't. And <sighs> poor Matt Smith, like I feel like he's actually a decent doctor, but he's not got it. He didn't get it. <sighs> he, he, I guess it, he works well with children, but uh, uh, but uh, but Claire Skinner and oh my god, <sighs> oh crikey, oh yeah. Those wooden trees is ridiculous. Whew. Well, I... Yeah. I hope you all have a fantastic holiday. Merry Christmas and have a good one. Goodbye, my dears. <laughs> I think we finished that off. I think, yeah, I think, I think he's had enough. we've blown his fuse. <laughs> he's done, isn't he? Yeah, thanks oh. for the comments, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, right, over on Facebook. Uh, Adam Pink uh, says, what a dreadful episode. I'm all for a fun story, especially at Christmas, but this is beyond awful. Uh, some of Moffat's worst dialogue, which is saying something, and terrible <laughs> villains, uh, if they can be called that, a waste of some pretty good comedic actors and an awful ending. Uh, the only thing that saves this from a one or even a zero is Matt still tries to carry the episode with an energetic performance. Uh, two out of ten. Uh, on that note, have a great Christmas. Oh, dear. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Martin Vincent, uh, Bad Wolf, says, Absolutely awful. Don't even know where to start. He followed me home through the woods. Is a bit creepy. Yeah. Uh, different time, question mark. Uh, I get the feeling Moff spent very little time on this one. If memory serves, it didn't start shooting until October. Uh, absolutely waste of three comedians they had in cameo form. Uh, why is this one? Why is this the one that has more releases than any other Christmas special? Doesn't even bother to give it a score because it's, yeah. No. <laughs> it doesn't even, yeah. Yeah, yep. doesn't even uh, bother. Not good there. Jeff Waddle says, uh, there are some Doctor Who stories that are great. There are some that are so bad, they are great. Uh, then there are some that are so bad, they are rotten. Uh, some that genuinely <laughs> seem very little good in and wish you <laughs> wish that it didn't exist. This is one of them. 
Hmm. Uh, I manage half of this one on transmission, and uh, this was me finished buying any more DVDs of the new stuff. Utter garbage. Uh, Matt Smith got increasingly shafted with rubbish scripts as his era went on, and unfortunately, this the odd cracker aside, the same is happening with Capaldi. Mm. Jeff, yeah. Jeff not feeling it. No, kind of agree with him, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Satine says, so the Doctor goes to Narnia and gives the White Witch what for? He also meets Aslan. Oh, no, wait, that didn't happen. Uh, instead, <laughs> we get Madge Harwell, who selflessly helps the Doctor back to the TARDIS one time, uh, getting a Christmas present from the Doctor that is a port to another world with Christmas trees with a wooden king and queen. Uh, I completely understand the kids rolling their eyes at 11. Uh, yes, hammocks are good, but the room modifications are OTT. I do find 11 extremely enthusiastic in this one, uh, which is good and worrying. I think I'd preferred if he'd gone to Narnia. Five <laughs> out of ten. Five out of ten. Cheers, Sammy. Uh, Miles McKenzie, I don't know where to begin. The story is awful and cringy. The wooden monsters are a waste and the child casting wasn't great either. Feels mm. like a poor attempt at recreating Narnia. Matt does give the best uh, and he does have a few good lines. Uh, the story of the father dying... Uh, was a strong and deep plot which was not executed to its potential. Overall, a one out of ten. Oh dear. Hope you both have a good Christmas. Enjoy Doctor Who, uh, the return of Doctor Mysterio. Thank you very much, Miles. Thank you all. Uh, Lewis Palmer says, awful. Truly <laughs> abysmal. I'd rather watch Warriors of the Deep, <laughs> the Leisure Hive, or the Twin Dilemma together oh, in one sitting than have to sit through this weird, misguided embarrassment that dares to call itself a Doctor Who story. The only good thing about it is the final scene where we see a really lovely little bit with the Doctor and the ponds. Uh, Madge is in love with her husband because he followed her home and wouldn't stop until she married him. That's not romantic, it's creepy. Yes. Um, and wow, that kid's acting. I know he's young, but really should have cast someone else because he can't act to save his life. Anyway, two out of ten. Uh, for the final score. And the other point is for Matt Smith, because despite everything, he clearly tries his best to save the episode and you feel sorry for him. Merry Christmas, guys. Cheers, Lewis. Ah, Lewis. Right. Our final two audio clips. This is Joe O'Halloran and Jay Kent. Hello, Big Blue Box podcast. So I'll get straight into it. In my opinion, The Doctor's Widow in the Wardrobe isn't the worst episode in the world, but it's definitely not the best. The story isn't too hard to follow. Um, there are a few timey-wimey elements in there, but it's not too heavy compared to other Moffat episodes. There isn't a massive amount of characters in this story, which means we get to focus on the plot to the episode a bit more, and we get to explore some of the characters a bit more as well, such as Majarwell. I really wasn't a fan of the wooden king and queen, or all the stars going into Maj's head. Um, this was what ruined the story for me, really, as I was really enjoying it up until this stage. The highlight of the episode for me was when Amy and Rory found out the Doctor wasn't dead, and it was a great way to end the episode. And finally, I like how there was a meaning behind the story, that no one should be alone at Christmas. Overall, as a Christmas special, it sort of has a purpose, but... I felt like it was a little rushed at points, and for me, the only time I can rewatch it is at Christmas. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas, and I'm looking forward to your future podcasts. Hey, Gary and Adam, Merry Christmas. Now, last episode of 2016, and you couldn't have gone out on a high, could you? The Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. This is the first episode of Doctor Who I distinctly remember despising. Usually, I give every episode to do on here a rewatch, but I'm not even going to give this one the light of day. An utter waste of Bill Bailey, Alexander Armstrong, and Claire Skinner... 
a spaceship that can only be controlled by a mum because it's a mothership, a pilot who safely travelled through the time vortex and made it out alive. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, this episode has some nice bits in it. Well, when I say some, I mean one, that quote about making people happy even though they're going to be sad later. Nice little quote, love it. Too bad the other 59 minutes are too awful for words. And people say the last scene makes up for it. I hate that scene. Here we have the Ponds confront a man who they've seen killed in front of them. And they're so casual about it. Rory's just like, oh, you're not dead then. 10 out of 10 for realism. Moffat, you complete and utter wazzock. At least it made me look forward to Dr. Mysterio because nothing can be as god-awful as this load of tripe, which I unashamedly give 1 out of 10. Merry Christmas, lads. Hope you have a good one. See you, see you next year. Jay Lord. hasn't got a heart, he's got a swinging brick. Indeed. Yeah, it's because um, if he'd have rewatched it, he'd know. It's because River told them he wasn't dead. Yeah. They were just making him feel bad. Um, yeah. Who was the first chap who sent an audio? Joe O'Halloran. Joe, thanks. That's his first one, I think, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Uh, back on Facebook, just going to rattle these last few off. Connor McHale, uh, along with the Christmas Carol, one of the worst Christmas specials. The characters were very annoying to me, but at least I was able to enjoy Lily Arwell much more in the Church Churchill Years box set. Mm. Two out of ten. <laughs> Kevin Mullen, quite simply the worst episode of whoever. Not even Matt Smith can save this. I can't even be bothered to give it a proper review. Zero, yes, zero out of ten. Zero, big fat zero. Uh, Jonathan Byrne says the worst Christmas special, absolutely bloody awful. Uh, rivals fear her, and love and monsters are the worst of New Who. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, Finn Morris Young says the story is okay. Uh, the acting is not bad, and I love the references to Caves of Androzani. Plus, it's a Christmas episode, so it's bound to be a bit bad. Six out of ten. This <laughs> is just naturally, yeah, we just yeah. naturally have low expectations for Christmas ones, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Jason Thayer says, I love it. It's a good tribute to C.S. Lewis. And lastly, Danny Brown says, absolutely terrible. No words can describe this abomination to the Doctor Who universe. <laughs> One out of ten. Abomination. Yes. So a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of negative stuff there, as expected. Uh, One ten you- out of ten, though, if that's real. Yeah. That's Stephen Moffat under a pseudonym, I think. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> did you have anything on the Geek's Handbag page? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. From uh, Thomas Scott, who says, The Doctor, the Widow, the Wardrobe, in my opinion, is the worst episode in Who history. Ooh. The plot line is a joke. The actors are a joke. And the whole episode is one big joke, he says. And he's giving it zero out of ten. Oh, dear. <laughs> so not a fan. Um Christopher Thompson, uh, who does the brilliant uh, um, Second Doctor adventures, uh, he, he did leave a, a long comment, but it was more of a joke about me watching it. So th- thanks for your thanks for your banter there, Chris. We did have a few. <laughs> we did back and forth for the banter last night. Callum Johnson, he says, the first three minutes were good. That's about it. Matt Smith is great as always, but the kids are so annoying and, the ter- and terrible, and they almost beat the cast of class in terms of acting. Steady, Callum. <laughs> Waste of a brilliant comedian such as Bill Bailey. Three out of ten, he gives it, and he says, have a great Christmas. Thank oh. you very much indeed. Um, Matt Whelan says, uh, I want to forget this episode exists. The only thing I liked about it was the last scene where the Doctor is reunited with Amy and Rory. Yeah, agree with that. Patrick Sherwood says, hi, so this story, what a make of it. Uh, I think it's the best Doctor Who story ever, and I really do recommend it to everybody. No, not really. He says, I think this story is an abomination. Another one. It's not great, really, so I'm going to get this... 
Really, 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 really terrible story. A score of 4.5 out of 10. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, he says. Um, Peter Adamson just simply says, Oh dear, 5 out of 10. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Peter. And finally, I'll save this one to last because it's quite a long comment from Charlie Turner. He says, why does this episode exist? Oh. No, seriously, this was part of the Doctor Who Revive series. Sarcastic smirk in brackets <laughs> and laugh. Where do I even begin with this piece of trash? Oh, oh dear. Um, the Christmas specials have all gone downhill, and this is the absolute worst Christmas special so far. Only thing I liked are the Doctor in the spaceship in the beginning, Matt Smith's performance, and the final scene with the ponds, which is completely thrown out the window in the next episode asylum of the daleks is it i can't i have to give that one a rewatch mm-hmm. um anyway this episode no scratch up this atrocity stinks worse than the slovene does while farting he says <laughs> i give this thing in the trash can a minus 11 out of 10 Whoa. if it's possible to have negative numbers as ratings um ho 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 both have a merry christmas and uh, a happy new year so thank you very much charlie um i think we we got the impression you didn't really like it oh dear and that's got a minus 11 out of 10 that's probably the lowest isn't it i think that's the lowest we've ever had yeah yeah, yeah. oh no yeah i think so yeah. yeah yeah did you read the message that you got from somewhere else i did i did it first i oh, didn't that forget first that was right. that was the thomas scott on instagram yeah because oh, uh he always messes you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks a lot, guys, as always. And I think we are going to do there for episode one, two, two. Oh, ho, ho. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, for sticking with us and listening, and for sending in your reviews and comments as well. On the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. Uh, I can't say that I'm surprised by the <laughs> by the <laughs> reviews and scores and so on. No, not at all. We knew that it was going to be ropey ground. But at least we've done it and got it out of the way. Yeah. So, well, based on your guys' thoughts and so on, we've potentially got the worst one out of the way. Maybe. Until next year. (laughs) Well, until a couple of days' time, possibly. Well, yeah, I mean... It can't be as bad as this, can it? Well, let's hope not. No, I'm going to be positive. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I felt the same way when we... Before they showed us the... uh, What was the one with Nick Frost as Santa? What was that one called? Oh, Last Christmas. Last Christmas, yeah. I was very positive for that one as well, so... The most depressing... Christmas special so yeah. far. Yeah. No, this one's got to be better. It's got to be. Has to be. Has to be. We won't yeah. settle for anything less. No. Who knows? <laughs> Stephen Moffat does. Well, the mothball, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, we're coming to the end of the mothball's run, so let's hope that he starts just throwing, you know, all of his uh, timey wiminess and all this, you know, stuff that we're not fans of out the window and just gives us some some solid who mm. maybe so yeah thank you as always guys um, when we come back um, so we're not here next week uh, although you will hear from us briefly uh, the week after that we'll be reviewing the return of Dr. Mysterio yes. so look out for the Facebook and so on on that 
head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.com you can listen to all the previous stuff plus you can link off to social stuff and you can also uh, link off to subscribe in iTunes etc also check out Adam's Adam's channel the big no the geek's handbag that's the one the big blue geek's handbag do a search for him on YouTube and Facebook loads and loads of good stuff there from Adam and I think your last one was an on the spot review of Star Wars Rogue One it will be you've gone timey wimey it will be up tonight which will be three days ago by the time this goes out yeah on the spot of Star Wars so until next week and have a very very Merry Christmas my name's Gary Merry Christmas everybody my name's Adam and remember and and we run out of music have a good Christmas I thought we had yay (laughs) 